Welcome to We Found Another Hour, a podcast and ministry of Grace Baptist Church, Springfield, Tennessee. Listen now as we join our host, Dr. Steve Freeman, and his guests as they give biblical insight into your toughest theological questions as we explore the Bible together. Well, welcome back to another episode of We Found Another Hour, a time where we just uh, gather around the table in the studio with our regulars. Uh, we've got a special guest that I'll talk about in just a minute, uh, but we're answering your questions, your Bible questions, and uh, along with that, of course, I, I tell you all the time, we found another hour. The name comes from simply the premise that there's just not enough time, Brother Ian, on Sunday morning to get all that the Lord has for uh, has in store for us. I don't know. It just seems like the clock runs so much faster on Sunday morning. I, I don't. I don't know how I know that since uh, we don't have any clocks in the sanctuary that I know of. No, I think there is one. Uh, and I think it's set like two hours ahead or something like that, but it doesn't deter me any from using every ounce of that time. So you think if we set that like three or four hours ahead, then people might get out a little early? I don't know that there's any chance simply from one premises. I, I've, I, one, I can't see the clock from the pulpit. And number two, I've never looked at it. So I just, I, I, I just it's really no sense in that. But today, uh, we're back answering uh, your questions. And we'll get to that in just a minute. But of course, we got a big country with us, and we got a little city with us. And then we've got the two that we're trying to uh, find that nickname for. And we've got some, we've, hey, listen, we've got some, a little contest going uh, with Ian, Brother Ian Derrick, our student pastor, and uh, Luscious Landon as our administrative assistant. It seems like everybody in the listening audience, I don't know about Brother Ian, we've got some Queer inquiries coming in, but as far as landing, I, I don't know. It's been overwhelming response so far with luscious. <laughs> I, I, I know some of our listeners are ready to submit some names. I've heard some buzz about it, so I think it's going to be a good one. For what you, what do you think? What do you think some of these names are? Have they enlightened you? Uh, one person did, but I'm not at liberty to say it right now. Uh, they want to hold that close to their chest until until time comes, but it will be a very um, illustrative name. Mm. Who was it for? Mm. That's what I want to know. It was for Brother Landon. <laughs> I, I, for for whatever reason, Landon, you're like man, you're like viral. You're viral. You've gone viral. It's Vi- the hair. It's virus. Did somebody say virus? <laughs> I don't got a virus. Well, no, we, made it, in so. this season right now, we're not talking about viruses. It's just, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, we're not podcasting on uh, viruses. I did enough of that on Sunday. Uh, so, anyway, uh, and Brother Ian, so we're working on nicknames, but in the studio, if y'all have noticed, it's much quieter in the studio. And even though the air conditioner in the studio is still out, and for whatever reason, we... We can't seem to get parts in, and uh, I think they're sitting beside the in the inventory, okay, beside the computer chips for all the vehicles, and uh, so that may be a reason. I, I don't know where do those come from. I'm not really sure, but we can't seem to get some parts in. Uh, but hopefully, hopefully by this winter, we'll have the air conditioner 
uh, going here in the studio. When it's about 12 degrees outside, that's when we get that AC running real good. Listen, that's when it's nice. That's when it's nice in here, okay? <laughs> but uh, we are thankful for a little cooler. But it seems to be cooler even in the studio without uh, air conditioning. Um, I, don't, I don't know what the premise is. Now, Dr. Delicious is not here. Do, do you, does anybody think that has anything to do with it? I haven't been stepping on as many toothpicks lately, so that did, you know that could have something. They could be related. Did he take our parting gift with him? I think he took part of the parting gift with him, which part of the parting gift would be enough to last him for about four lifetimes. What on on the toothpicks? On I noticed toothpicks. he took the check. I mean, he took that ram, but I didn't know if he left the. It seemed to me like he walked out empty-handed. He just put that check in his wallet. I I don't know, but anyway, he's. Uh, doing good down in Florida. I hope. Uh, how, how many? Let's take a bet on whether or not he's sweating right now. Anybody? Yeah. He, uh, he told me the first thing he was going to do when he got in there was check the air conditions to make sure they're running. <laughs> do you think in this church he'll know where the thermostats are? Uh, no doubt. No he's, doubt. He's going to have it on his phone. Like he's going to make them develop an app so that he can change the AC before he gets there. That way he can knock it down a couple of degrees just I, to make sure. What I loved when we took a vote or a bet, because we're Baptists, so we really took a vote, not a bet. But uh, I loved when Brother Ian raised his hand. <laughs> I mean, because we're in the studio and this is not video. I did love that when he raised his hand. Hey, listen. Uh, today in the empty chair of Dr. David Level, we, I'm, I miss him already. I miss him already. I've lost 12 pounds since he's left. No crystals. <laughs> I mean, it's just no uh, double meals. You know, Brother David, we, we'd love, especially on Wednesday, we'd love to eat a double meal. Like we'd eat Wednesday night meal because we serve that here at the church. So we'd eat, you know, regular Wednesday night supper. Uh, and then afterwards, we'd always have to get another meal. I don't know what that did, but anyway, we just worked up. We worked so hard that it was we worked <laughs> up an appetite. Well, maybe that was it. But uh, to fill the empty seat, we have probably by far, and I don't want to diminish you guys because I mean y'all are good looking guys, okay? But I just want to say by far the best looking studio guest that we've ever had. Now I truly wish this thing was on video. Um, but is she's the best-looking guest that we've ever had. By far the prettiest and the smartest. Uh, and, I, I mean, all of that wrapped into one package. Wasn't Miss Leanne on the podcast one time? Uh, <laughs> we'll cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, for, I forget. But she doesn't. I'm not in danger because she doesn't listen to the podcast. There There's no go. way. There's no way she'd listen to the podcast. <laughs> she is a caster because when she was on here, we did talk about all the podcasts that she listens to. Um, that just none of them happen to be ours. I, I don't know what the correlation is. But yeah, I don't understand. I figured she would just want to hear from you 24-7. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. Um, so, back to our studio guests. We have the one, the only, uh, Katie Catherine. We, well, but we call her Katie at home. Katie Freeman, my daughter. But... Uh, GBC employee extraordinaire Ooh. and uh, Katie. Yeah, y'all welcome. Everybody take it. We welcome, so Katie. Katie. But uh, we're glad to have Katie with us as a studio guest. I'm just proud of her as uh, she began her uh, illustrious. 
college career down at New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary, Level College, the Level College, of course, named after Dr. Delicious's family, you know, so, uh, but she's down at Level College in New Orleans, Louisiana, and she's been back home. That's the reason why she's able to be a guest, because I don't know if y'all know this or not, but um, uh, in this time frame and this season, it's hurricane season, and they've already experienced one as a is there another hurricane going through the Gulf now? I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. So it's it's hurricane season, but Hurricane Ida uh, flowed through New Orleans on uh, at the end of August, so uh, she's on her way back uh, tomorrow, actually, and headed back to New Orleans, but she had time to stop by and grace us with, your, uh, with her presence. So, Katie, uh, how's things going in New Orleans, Louisiana? It is going great. I'm so ready to go back and um, get what do you back. What do you mean by that? You not enjoyed your time at home? <laughs> no, I have loved being here, um, but I've made so many great friends and just a good family down there. So I'm ready to get back. Well, how's uh, so? Tell us so far your favorite. Let's let's go with this. Tell us your favorite part about living in New Orleans, and then. Because you got to remember that all of us, well, except for uh, Landon, have you ever been to New Orleans? Yes, sir. Okay. Have you ever lived there? No, sir. Uh, but you're getting ready to go to school there. Yes, sir. Okay. And then, uh, brother Ian, have you ever you been to New Orleans? Oh yeah, I've been. There. Have you have you lived there? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, uh, and you're getting ready to go back to school to finish yours too. And hopefully we'll, we'll get him in the right seminary this time. But uh, the rest of us have all uh, been, uh, New Orleans is a part of our life and culture, what have you. So tell us what your favorite part of living in New Orleans, and then tell us your worst part. My favorite part of living in New Orleans, as crazy it is, is hands down the snowballs. I love to go across the street. It doesn't get a snow snowball. in New Orleans. <laughs> what no, you? a snowball is. Are you talking about that daiquiri shop? No. Yeah, the drive-through drive daiquiri uh, shop across from the seminary. That's her favorite place. It's, it's right across. Yeah. That's where you wind down. That's right. So, Man, I sure miss the seminary. <laughs> tell you what. Yeah. Don't is, you wish you had gone to New Orleans instead of Southwestern? I No, I'm just kidding about it. But there is a daiquiri shop right across from the seminary. I mean, yeah. and and I didn't. Uh, you can't get those over there virgin, so that's why we don't shop there, okay? <laughs> but uh, go ahead. No, I love to go across the street um, to Pontilly Snow. Um, they have the best snowballs, hands down, in New Orleans. That's um, a good commercial, by the way. If yes, you're ever in New Orleans, go to Pontilly Snow. Yes, it's great. Um, my worst part is hands down the heat. It is so hot. <laughs> Are you a Freeman? <laughs> We love, I mean, my temperature is 100 degrees with 100% yeah. humidity. You would think like working up here in the office would have got you ready for that. <laughs> New Orleans is uniquely hot. No, but I'm, I'm a little disappointed that you didn't say your favorite thing was crawfish. No, I'm out on crawfish. Mm. But it is so hot down there. It's like when you walk out, your phone and your sunglasses, everything just fogs up with the humidity. And I hate it. That's wonderful. I love to walk outside, and before you even walk, you're already sweating. That's how you know it's good, y'all. That's how you know it's good. Mm. What about, so you say the worst part (laughs) is the heat. Worst part is heat. Uh, What was the best and worst part for you guys living there? Uh, the best part for me, 
Let, let me, let me, can I guess? Can I give you the most Baptist <laughs> answer possible? Yeah, I think it's yeah. going to be the same thing. Yeah give, yeah, give the Baptist answer. And then let me guess, Big Country, what your best part. I guarantee, did you like the food? Oh, man, you, you took yeah, that right yeah, on my mouth. Yeah, that's the best part, my part. I mean, you literally can go, the gas station food there is better than many restaurants and other places. When like I'm it's, yeah. mm, yeah. Go down there, get a hot sausage pull boy from a... The greasiest kitchen you've ever seen in your world, and it's just. Do they have health stuff. rating standards down there like they do? Like here, you know, restaurants get a score. No, no, you don't worry about that <laughs> kind of stuff in New Orleans. It's more like a count. Of it's a suggestion. Like, how long has it been since we've seen a rat? And so, <laughs> okay. if it's so, the higher the number, that's it's the number a good of minutes. Point. That's the number of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so between like 120 and 200 is pretty good. All right, we're going to take a break, but what what's the worst part? Uh, just hold that thought, and okay. then when we come back from this break, you tell us that. And then we got to get to answering some questions. We've got a good one from Romans chapter 8, so uh, we'll be back in just a moment. I'm 14. I'm 62. I'm 37. I'm 26. I'm 22. We're 47. We're five. Grace Baptist Church is a place where you'll fit in. It's not a building. It's the people within that comprise a church. People who care for one another. People who understand one another. People who live life together. Hi, I'm Steve Freeman, pastor of Grace Baptist Church, and I want to personally invite you to join us Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock a.m. at our main campus where you'll find real people connecting real faith with real life. back we were discussing before the break uh the the best and worst parts of new orleans louisiana guys uh back to what you were talking about what what's your worst part about katie's is the weather which really surprises me uh what what is y'all's mine this is gonna sound weird but if you've been to new orleans you'll understand it the roads like Ooh, that's good. You're gonna have to replace. Like you're gonna have to get a whole new car about every two years because <laughs> your suspension is gonna be. It's basically just potholes, and then every once in a while you'll find a little road left. Yeah. Yeah. I had to replace my suspension and all tires in three years down there. Yeah, my first mm-hmm. car completely broke in the first two. That's months. tax dollars going to work for the finest. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'd say for me the worst part was every uh, the beginning of every summer there's these flying termites that come in from China mm-hmm. and they come in your house and they'll and it look like the plagues in there. <laughs> and you put you put towels on your doors, it don't matter you gotta turn off all the lights in your whole house and just go to bed. You know, I forgot about that because I remember <laughs> awful. the first time it happened I was like, it's snowing? Like, how's it snowing? It's like 90 degrees outside. And I was like, oh, that's bugs. Yeah. That's so much worse than 90 degree snow. <laughs> yeah. Is it too late to redact my statement of, <laughs> man, I really like to go to New Orleans and live down there? Is it too well, late? I mean, you probably should anyway, because like your selling point was the daiquiri bar. Well. Yeah. And you're our student pastor. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. I mean, we're just, we're going to edit that part out. For you. <laughs> well, probably not. Those are the best <laughs> bars. The uncuts. We ought to release like a in-between segment um, bloopers or, oh, or yeah. reels oh. or whatever. That's my vote. Oh. <laughs> and there's in. He's in. You know how we know? In-in. Ooh, I like that one. In-in. Yeah. 
Um, but because he raised his hand again. There so that's go. always a good sign. <laughs> hey, listen, guys. We got a great question um, today from Romans chapter 8, verse 28 and 29. And, and this is, you know, this passage, many are familiar. Uh, we use this a lot. Most of the time, honestly, we use it segmented uh Romans chapter 8, for all things work together for good, for the good, or for good, for those who love the Lord and called according to his purpose. But we use that in times of trouble when uh, we use it as a verse of comfort, which which it is. And I, I'll probably talk a little bit about that in just a moment. But, uh, but we usually use it outside of Romans chapter 8, verse 29. Uh, I think there's several reasons for that. One, I think in verse 29, people don't understand what it means, so they just leave it out. And then uh, sometimes Romans 8, 29 can be used uh, in a controversial kind of way when you're talking about different uh, theologies as it, as it pertains to. or uh, You know, so oftentimes, I'm not going to say we use it out of context because clearly it's not out of context to use it as a, a verse of comfort, a, a scripture of comfort. But yet again, um, there, there's more to it than just God working out things for good. Uh, so there's a lot here, so I want to dive into that. Brother Caleb, tell us, give us a little preview of what's going on in Romans in terms of Romans chapter 8 and Paul's writing to the church at Rome. So uh, in Romans, Paul is talking about this theme of salvation um, by faith versus salvation by works. And uh, he gets to Romans 8 and he starts talking about in verse uh, 18 about the sufferings that, uh, that we experience on earth. And he, he uses this phrase that all creation is groaning uh, until this time when, when everything will be made right. And so it's the idea that uh, in this created world, because of sin, and because we all choose to sin, because our great-great-grandparents Adam and Eve sinned, um, that our whole environment is is suffering in different ways because of sin. And he comes up to, to the passage that we're talking about today about um, what what happens or what we can believe in spite of that sin or through the, through the midst of that suffering. Okay. So here when we find in Romans 8, 28, and 29, and uh, uh, so let's read that passage. Brother Derek, read that passage for us. And then... Uh, let's let's talk about the meaning of this passage. Basically, the question is this. It's a pretty simple question. It's not like the elaborate ones we get uh, from some of our listeners. Basically, this listener said, can you explain Romans 8, 28, and 29, and 30? That's the hardest question we can get. All righty. So I'll read that. Uh, it says, starting in verse 28, we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God. Who are called according to his purpose. For those he foreknew, he also predestined mm. to be conformed to the image of his son, mm. so that he would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. Well, let, let, let me just say, um, for lots of folks, and this is where I said this could be kind of a controversial verse. Um, because many people, uh, this is one verse that they tie to a theology known as Calvinism. Many of you as listeners may be familiar with Calvinism. Uh, but Calvinism basically deals in 
predestination. Uh, to simplify it, you you would simply say that God chooses some for eternal uh, glory uh, and some for eternal damnation. I mean, essentially, that's the the theology behind it. It has to do with salvation and uh, how God has projected salvation to the world. Again, a, a Calvinist would believe in. Uh, here's some coin phrases, if you will, predestination, um, you know, predetermination. God has predetermined things or predestined things all the way from the beginning, uh, which refers to God's sovereignty. Uh, but I don't know that we'll have time. I'm sure that we'll, our discussion will move in that direction. Uh, if I just know these guys in the studio, uh, but I, I do know later on in the season that we've got a pretty pointed uh, question. I know it's coming uh, when we get to the book of Ephesians, so we may reserve some of that discussion for them. But nevertheless, this is one of the verses, Romans eight twenty nine that that people use, okay, in terms of uh, undergirding their theology of predestination or uh, the premise of Calvinism. So, but what, what does this verse mean? Romans 8, 28 and 29, 30. Pretty f- familiar verses, famous, if you will. Uh, but, but what does it mean? And essentially, this is what the listener is asking. Uh, Romans 8, 28, we can probably deduce, but they're asking about Romans 8, 29. That's, so uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts on this? What, what, do you, what do you say about this, Luscious? You've been awful quiet. <laughs> uh, well... Uh, Romans eight twenty nine. Uh, some the notes I took down. Um, I I was doing a little research today in preparation for the podcast, and we're thankful for that. Uh, it's the first time for everything. That's right. You know, I just got a one step ahead. But uh, a quote I took from a book I was reading uh, for eight twenty nine is a uh, describes a moral conformity to the likeness of His Son. So like when it mentions predestination, it's more of uh, showing it's more of God uh, decided bef- like beforehand that our purpose was to be like His Son, and so it's not where it's you know some people you know some people are destined to hell or heaven or whatever. It's more of just conforming to what His Son is. Have you ever run for office before? Uh, once or twice. Really, In student body. Y- yes, sir. Over at Memphis? Yes, sir. Or was it Memphis State or the University of Memphis? Uh, University of Memphis. Is there a difference? Uh, yeah, is it the same school, uh, just it, like it, a lower division? It's like, like New Orleans? It's like Ole Miss and Mississippi State. They're the same. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, we determined that. We, hey, how about this? We predetermined that last That's week. That's right. That was predestined last yeah, week. Yeah, did you, did you like that? So. No, uh, Mississippi, uh, Memphis State is... Uh, what the college used to be called, and now it's called the uh, University of Memphis, and uh, go Tigers. <laughs> okay, all right. So, uh, good, good insight, good intake on that. What, what do you, what do you guys think, brother Ian? How did the folks in Mississippi, how do, the, how do they uh, respond to this? Passage? Well, well, first we have to sign, sound out the big words. But after we get through <laughs> that part, uh, no, I, what's uh, for me, uh, one thing that, that strikes out uh, for this passage uh, is, and I'll just read 29 again, for those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, 
so that he may be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And, and the thing that we, we need to realize and remember here is that God had a plan for his church. In his church, God's church was to be established through Christ. And we can a lot of times get tied up in the nuances and, and all the all the details of how that works out. But Paul here, when he's talking about uh, you know faith, I mean he's trying to, to drive us home to and remind us that listen, at the end of the day we need to understand that God wanted to establish his church through Christ and so we have to wrestle with and we have to come to a confession of Christ. Okay. That's a, that's a good word. I want to get you guys' thoughts. Let's take a break, and uh, I want to hear from Big Country and Little City and your thoughts on this uh, infamous passage of Scripture. We'll be back right after this break. Hi, I'm Steve Freeman, pastor of Grace Baptist Church, and if you're looking for an affordable but yet quality Christian education for your children, maybe even your grandchildren. Can I invite you to explore Grace Baptist Academy? We're currently enrolling pre-K three through first grade, and we would love for you to come to learn more about Grace Baptist Academy and perhaps to be a part of our family. Why don't you come grow with us at GBA? We're back talking Romans 8, 28, and 29. Uh, you guys, you chime in. We've heard from um, Brother Ian. We've heard from Luscious. And uh, now I'm, I'm curious on your take. Because this, uh, this is a familiar passage. But yet again, it's obscure in how we use it sometimes. So so your thoughts. Brother Derek, what do you, Little City, what do you think? So with this one... Whenever I come to this... All right, big country, what do you think? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, was, I was about to be real disappointed. I worked hard. Now, so with this, I think, it, and Brother Caleb mentioned this earlier, but this is a section, and this, uh, the 28 through 30 is really kind of the, the end of this paragraph, or not even paragraph, but th this topic, and it goes all the way back to verse 18. And, and, and the focus here is, is two things. It's, it's, it's God's plan. And can we trust the plan that God has? And, and what I see is God is, or not God, Paul is here telling us that I want you to go back well, and look. Well, you were correct because God's telling us through Paul. Yeah, God's So you had it right. You didn't have to correct yourself. You've been around the children too long. I know. I have. Some kids are messing with my brain. What, the ones at home or the ones at church? Can I just say yes? <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> but with, with here, we have this, uh, this subject of creation. And can we trust God's plan? Uh, and, and this is what I want to I point out because a lot of times this is used to prove that God has predestined everything he's put everything together and unfortunately when you do that it, it makes us to be out to like puppets that are being controlled every, everything but in the in verse 30 it says those he predestined he called uh those he called he justified and those he justified he also glorified and what i see here is god is talking about the saints of the past or, or Pete, paul i'm doing it again but yeah Paul, the, the subject here is is the people of the past, the saints, uh, Abraham, Moses, and going back and looking at their lives and seeing how God has been faithful and using them in, in this grand scheme, this grand plan that he has to restore creation. And we've seen that 
that climaxed with Jesus. And the reason I point that out, and the reason I believe that is this one phrase at the very end, he also glorified. And we know that glorification does not come until death. And if that is the case, the people that, the focus here to me then is people that have already passed away. Because no matter what your theology is, that's kind of a solid that everyone agrees on, that glorification does not happen while we're alive, but it happens in, uh, once we pass away and we move to heaven. That's when we're truly glorified. So this isn't talking about people now, but the saints of the past. That's good insight from that, brother. Caleb, big country. Country What's with you, a K. Can you beat me? Country with a K. What you got? <laughs> uh, yeah, I have, a, I have a similar view to this as, as Brother Derek. I think the two things to think about in this passage is, one, uh, what, is, what is he talking about when he says predestined? And uh, he is, I think Brother Ian mentioned, is predestined to be conformed into the image of his son. And so when we talk about salvation, we're talking about three different aspects of salvation. Right? There's justification, which is the moment you're saved, God, God says, yes, you're saved, you're justified in my sight because of Jesus. There's sanctification, which, said, which says you are becoming more like Christ throughout your life. And then there's glorification, which means when you die, you'll become... Uh, Fully, you'll be fully conformed into the image of Jesus. And so he says you're predestined to be conformed into the image of his Son. And then that list ends with, glor- with glorified. So I think what, what Paul's talking about here is that anybody who's placed their faith in Christ, their destination, which is determined beforehand, their destination is that they will become fully conformed into the image of Jesus. So he's saying that... If you're saved, if you get on that plane, that plane's going to glorification land. It, but it's up to you if you get on the plane or not. So glorification land's a lot better than Disney World. And um, I don't know how to get a ticket there, but well, I do know how to get a ticket there. Mm-hmm. Through I, faith I, in Jesus. I will never call it heaven again. It's always now glorification land. That's what it, that's what it is. That's what no, we call it glory land. Like our land. Yeah, glory, glory land. <laughs> that's right. So, so I have a similar view to Brother Derek on that. Well, I think you guys are, I mean, as we, obviously, like if we had a different theological viewpoint, we might take this in a different direction. But I I think for this passage, now there's others that are more difficult to to talk about in in terms of uh, soteriology. Now, oh, look at that. Dr. Delicious is not here. I'm picking up the big words now. All right. So don't be too impressed with that. I can't spell it. And if you say that too, uh, like too fast and too much, you'll cuss. So don't do that, all right? But talking about salvation, uh, there, there are other passages that are much more detailed and difficult to decipher in terms of a theological viewpoint of predestination versus a, what I would call a conservative soteriolo- uh, soteriological viewpoint. But for this passage right here, I don't think it has anything to do with salvation in that regard. What what I think is, first of all, um, I think we miss this also. Okay, when we're looking at Romans eight twenty eight, let's take them separate. When we're looking at Romans eight twenty eight, and we use this as a comforting verse, uh, we we might want to look contextually at how it unfolds. Because when you read Romans eight twenty eight, it's basically a conditional statement. The Bible says, and God causes all things to work together for good, for the good, for good, for who? For those who are called, uh, for those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. 
In other words, in order for things to work out for good, for God to get involved and, and turn, because this is important. Because what God does is always good. And it's always for our good. But we may not always like it. And I think it's important to understand that God will take whatever situation He can. He has the power to turn it, not only for our good, but for His glory. That's what it's all about. But He gets involved in those situations. This is a conditional statement. When we what? When we love God and when we're continually molded into the purpose to which he's created us. In other words, we're trudging forward in our journey with Jesus. Then, then when we're involved with Jesus, he, he's intricately involved in our life, and then he can take those situations and turn them around that work out for our good and his glory, no matter what difficult situation it is. So I think oftentimes we don't, we, we don't really look at that as a conditional uh, uh, scripture. In that regard, but when it comes to 829, uh, even though we separate them, it's all tied together. But, but uh, again, I'm with you guys. One, uh, Luscious, you were right in in regards to being conformed to the image of Jesus. That's simply uh, a moral compass. That's that's what sets us apart. This is why the children of God look different than the children of the world. It's because we have something. Uh, that's being molded within us, that's bearing fruit on the outside. And this is exactly what the passage says, that we, that for those to whom God foreknew, he has foreknowledge. In other words, he knew from the foundation of the world that people would accept him as Lord and Savior. Many of us who are listening to the podcast, those of us in the room, we have given our lives to Jesus. We believe that Jesus died for our sin. He was buried on the third day. God raised him from the dead. And the Bible says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. It's almost like a Sunday morning sermon. I say that every Sunday. I say that every Sunday so that people understand how that they can be saved, right? But we've been saved and God knew even in the beginning, that not only would we be saved, but that mankind, there's a portion of mankind that would accept him. There's a portion of mankind that will reject him. I don't believe it's by his choosing, but that's a whole nother podcast. But he's got foreknowledge. So he knew that salvation would be enabled and enacted through the world. And in that, he predetermined that those who would be saved would be conformed into the image of Jesus. That's exactly what you were talking about, Brother Caleb. So I think it's a, I, I think this idea, because it has words like predestination and, uh, you, you know, we get confused. This is not necessarily about soteriology. This is the effect of soteriology or salvation in Christ. So um, I hope that all of that's clear as mud for all of our listeners. And uh, so I hope we did a good job of expounding that. Uh, Brother Landon, I think like your insight, okay, uh, you did good on that. So oh, thank I, you. I'm so thankful that you're here, buddy. No, I appreciate it. Thank you're you. you're our new resident scholar. Oh, thank you. You, hey, you're from Doctor Delicious's church, mm-hmm. so now you have to take his place as resident scholar. That's that's fun. I can do that for you. <laughs> I love it. So. 
again, as we close out our podcast, thank you for listening. Hey, uh, send in, continue to send in your idea for nicknames for Brother Ian and Luscious Landon. Uh, I, I think, like, we're all... That's is that manipulative? Uh, I can't even say the word. Is that... that, that I, it's just there, though. It's, it's going to be hard there. to overturn that one. <laughs> what do you think? Katie, what do, what do you think? Thank you for being our guest, but what do you think about these nicknames? I think that they, they're great. They fit everybody. I like <laughs> Luscious Lena. I think that fits. It's good. You think every nickname That's we good. had here fits? Yeah. What was your nickname this summer? What was my nickname? Uh, I can tell you. I forget it. Catastrophic Katie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not a fan of that one. Every nickname but that one. I think every nickname fits. I think every nickname fits. I think everybody But fits. what about Brother Ian? What would be your name for I like Ian Ian. Well, that's what, that's what my that's wife, Heather, shout out Heather. Uh, that's what she, does she listen to the podcast? She does listen to the podcast. She does. Really? Well, she hadn't listened in a while, and she said, I said, you know, a new podcast episode's coming up, which I'm sure she already knew because we'd been advertising it. But uh, she said, I, I listened to the last ones from last season and uh, the first one from this season. So, But she refers to them as uh, Ian Derek and Derek Derek. So I, she doesn't get confused. Yeah. I, I mean, I like that, um, but... We'll get real boogered up on here. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I just don't know. I like Ian Ian because he raises his hand in the studio. Yeah. What do you think, Luscious? What do you want your nickname to be? I, I want the people to decide my nickname. I don't want... I'm a man of the people. He's just like a politician. I'm not here to George. Hey, what is your, before we leave, what's your degree in from, uh, what was it, Memphis State? It was uh, University of Memphis, and uh, the degree is Go Tigers. Tigers, (laughs) and it's uh, political science. Political, I I never would have guessed that. I never, I never would have. All right, so until next time, hey, listen, if you have a, a Bible question, uh, listen to the outro to tell you how to get your questions to us. We love to answer your questions, and we love nothing more to tell you than to talk to you about a personal relationship with Jesus. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to We Found Another Hour with your host, Dr. Steve Freeman, a ministry and podcast of Grace Baptist Church of Springfield, Tennessee. If you'd like more information about becoming a follower of Christ, we'd love to have that conversation please contact us at 615-384-3393. For other questions or information regarding Grace Baptist Church or its affiliates, write to us via email, podcast at gbcspringfield.org. And as always, as we explore the Bible together, if you have a theological question that you'd like answered on our podcast, send the question to podcast at gbcspringfield.org. Thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless you.